This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, and welcome into the Primetime Podcast here on Most Valuable Podcast. As always, I'm joined by the one, the only, Brandon Swanee Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And what, like, I say it every week, Brandon kind of is like, a, oh, we're going to start the show, I kind of should say this, but what a fucking week we had this week in college football. Michigan, going down. Clemson, going down. Washington, Going down. That's our playoff. That's our almost entire playoff from last week. Going down. I know, and can you believe it? We all knew that something was going to happen. It couldn't stay this clean cut. And it didn't. It absolutely didn't. And and I I didn't think that uh, actually either of those teams were going to go down this week. But but when I'm saying either of those teams, I'm talking Michigan and Clemson, of course, I, I I did have a small feeling that Washington could go down, but I was starting to lose faith that Washington would lose if they if they beat USC. Unfortunately, they did not for them. But I think that this was a great week in college football, and uh, it was even better because <laughs> the Crimson Tide with a huge win. Well, and I mean they they kind of roll right along, no pun intended. But I mean this is. This is exactly what, like you said, this is exactly what college football, I'm going to say needed because, and this whole show, we're kind of going to be going through, much like everybody after the election happened, we're going to basically be going on damage control for most of the people who saw it as damage control last Wednesday. But in college football, we're hitting the panic button. We don't know who's getting in now, who's not getting in. I mean, Ohio State now has new life. Louisville has new life. The Big 12 might have new life. There are tons of teams, even Wisconsin, might have new life heading into the playoffs. So exactly what we're going to talk about is the Big Ten, who's going to win it? We're basically going to look in at all the scenarios that could happen. What do we? How do we see that conference playing out? Then we're going to move into the Big 12. Are they back? Can they get back in to the college football playoff? And then the third topic, we are going to look at everybody else and kind of answer the question of who has the best shot of winning out and controlling their own destiny heading into the rest of the season after week 11. But Brandon, the Big Ten, to me, this is the most interesting conference moving forward after what we saw. Because to me, there are, well, not to me, to everyone, there are four teams that are alive in this race. Michigan, They control their destiny. Beat Indiana, beat Ohio State, you're playing for the Big Ten title game. Then you got Penn State. They need Michigan to lose, and they win out, and they're playing for the Big Ten title game. And then you have Ohio State needs Penn State to lose, and then Ohio State just needs to beat Michigan, and they could be playing for the Big Ten title game. Then you have Wisconsin on the other side. They just have to win out, and they're going to be in but if they lose and the Nebraska wins out, they could be in. Nebraska's a long shot. I just wanted to mention them because they're technically still alive. But really it comes down to Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. This race ain't over. No, it's 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 actually not not over by 
by a long shot. And I think if you, you take a look, Wisconsin, the, they, they'll, they'll easily beat Purdue, I think, on the road to Purdue. However, Minnesota's a team that could be very interesting and possibly get in their way. I, I think that that could be something right there. On the east side, I think we're going to see a little bit more competition on that end. When you take a look at Penn State, they've got at Rutgers and at Michigan State, I think two teams that they beat easily. So they will go to 8-2. and two. And then on the other side, when you've got Ohio State, they've got Michigan State and they've got Michigan. I, I think that really it's, it's going to come down to that final game, Ohio State Michigan and everyone's been saying it we've been saying it for weeks on this podcast that it's coming down to that final game Ohio State and Michigan someone's gonna have two losses and then that's where it gets real real interesting but what you're saying is you think that yes it's gonna come down to that game but if Penn State wins out that means Ohio State it doesn't matter they're not making it they're not making it to that Big Ten title game because they would need Penn State to lose one just to get in. Absolutely, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying there. I think that Ohio State need. I mean, I think I know you said it. Ohio State needs to win. Ohio State needs to win that mm-hmm. game against Michigan. Well, and the big thing for Michigan moving forward because I agree with you in the sense that Penn State, unless they have like a catastrophic game. They should beat Rutgers. They should beat Michigan State. But for Ohio State, it's they should beat Michigan State. But then it comes to the last game. Michigan, though, Indiana's a tough, I'm going to say tough opponent in the sense of they could be an upset team. Then they get a big rivalry game on the road in Ohio State. And the thing that they're going to have to overcome, Brandon, is... Spate, their quarterback, he's out for the season. Broken collarbone. Yeah, he he done. He gone. So really it's can you overcome that and win these final two games with a quarterback who hasn't started all year? The thing that worries me is it, I'm worried about the Indiana game. You know, mm-hmm. some people may overlook that and say, ah, eh, you know, I, we're on, on to totally Ohio not. State. You can't overlook that Indiana game. And I think not having Spate is going to be huge. I, I think that that's th- this is a whole new this is a whole new ball game now. It's a whole new ball game. I, I think that uh, Indiana was going to try and play spoiler anyways, even if Spate mm-hmm. was in there healthy. But now certainly they're going to try and play spoiler. And I think that we have ourselves probably the most interesting race here in the Big Ten, like you said coming into this. It's going to be very interesting. I I think that the more and more you take a look at that Indiana game, the more and more that Indiana looks like they could win. I I think that a team that's five and five, three and four in the conference, nothing flashy about them against this Michigan Wolverines team, nine and one, six and one in the conference after the loss this past weekend to Iowa. I mean, you take a look at the matchup predictor and. Indiana has a 2.2% chance to win. Everything is matching up in their favor for them to pull a huge upset against Michigan. Not that it'll happen, but I'm saying, Indiana, they're just not that flashy team. They're not real bad. They're not real good. They're right there in the middle. And a team where Wilton Spate is not your quarterback, it could get very dicey in a very interesting game next weekend. Well, and the thing about this Indiana team is this is the first time they've been in this situation, Brandon, 
just in their last game, playing against Penn State, 45-31, close game there. They were in it till the end when Penn State kind of pulled away. Then when they went to Northwestern, 24-14, they were in that one. Only lost 27-22 to Nebraska. I know that two of those were at home. The Northwestern one was the only one that was on the road. But going to Ann Arbor, you're going to be facing a Michigan team that is going to be without their starting quarterback that they have had all year. This is a game, and I am totally agreeing with you that this is a game, if you are a Michigan fan, you cannot overlook because this Hoosier team has, over the past two years, been that team that has kind of played spoiler but hadn't really won. I mean, the Michigan State game, you could technically say this year they were a spoiler because Michigan State was ranked 17 at the time, but we know Michigan State hasn't been that good that year. That's why we don't look at that one. But to me, when I look at this Big Ten conference, I think it's going to come down to Michigan and Penn State on the other side. And it's basically whoever gets through that is playing Wisconsin. And this Wisconsin team, they might be able to get back into that college football playoff with two, I'm going to say easy Easy games coming up. I know that Minnesota could be a game that might be a trap game, but if they can get through their next two and then win in the Big Ten title game, Wisconsin could be a team we're talking about like, oh, oh, could could they be in the college football playoff? Um possibly. Possibly. I I, I, I think that there is a there is a let's let's pretend like we're on election night. You know, there's a tough road. Too early to call. It's too early to call right here for <laughs> Wisconsin, and there's a lot of things got to happen for them. They've got to win, uh, you know, Pennsylvania. They've they've got to have uh, Nebraska on their side too. Now, but uh, I think that a lot of chips have to fall in place for for Wisconsin to be able to do it. I, I think that when you go back to to Michigan though, mm-hmm. for for just a minute, is how much now. And he has been all season long. He has been throughout his career. How much now is Jabril Peppers going to play a factor in this one? He has to. Do they just run him out of the Wildcat all day? See, I that one is – I think we see a little bit more of that. But to me, this goes on the shoulders of he has to be more of a factor on defense to help out that offense. Because to me, when I look at – the quarterbacks that they have on the roster, I think the guy we're, are, we are going to see the rest of the way is John O'Corn. This is a guy, the, transfer, the senior transfer, coming over from Houston. This was a guy that I asked Mo Hurst about during our top 25 preseason videos, and O'Korn, O'Korn was the guy that I thought was going to be the starter over Spate this is a guy, if he can get going, then maybe it's like, oh, well, maybe Jabril Peppers doesn't have to be as big as a factor, but I still think he does just to make O'Corn's life easy on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, you know, I think that I think Jim Harbaugh certainly has a lot of confidence in, in, in all of his players, mm-hmm. and I don't think that... I think that he believes that they're not going to miss a beat, and they very well may not. I mean, so how many times do we... Do we, as, as people who will analyze this and sit back and, and talk about this stuff, oh, 
they're done. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. It's going to be rough. They're going to struggle, blah, blah, blah. Then how many times does a guy come out there and you're like, whoa, they don't look too bad. Perfect example in the NFL with the New England Patriots. But I think that uh, I think that in, in a game like this, you certainly want O'Corn to at least, at the very least, do not turn the ball over. As long as you don't have any turnovers, I think that you're going to be very happy uh, with what you get out of O'Corn or any of the quarterbacks that they put in there uh, for the injured Wilton Spate. But I, I really think that that Michigan for this one, it, it's got to be, it's got to be one of those games where they come out with some really good defense, like you said and like we've seen. But I think the downfall of some of these games this season is, again, a strong team, a strong 9-1 and team. But their offense sometimes hasn't been there. Their offense was not there against Iowa. Their offense was not there against Wisconsin. However, they had excellent defense mm-hmm. in Hornybrook through three interceptions. But I think that their offense is something that uh, they'd love to see get going, but a lot of people would say, well, Brandon, that's just not going to happen this week. So defense, as you said, is going to be so crucial in this one and really the rest of the way out because we're not just talking this week that they don't have spate. We're talking the rest of the season season Mm -hmm. and possibly the playoffs if they make it without Wilton Spate, their number one quarterback. So that's huge. It's, well, it's, it's a huge point to talk about. Well, And the game that it really affects is I think that Indiana, they can get away with kind of having a mediocre offense. I'm not saying they have to have a better offense than they had this past week against an Iowa team that played them tough. But you get to that Ohio State game, you're going to have to put up at least 45 points to win that game. I mean, unless your defense is going to just keep – that offense for the Buckeyes down and keep JT Barrett under wraps, they're going to score points on you. This is a team that I know it was Maryland, but they put 60-some up on Maryland. This is a team that if you give them the opportunity, they are going to score. Now, do I think it's going to be like a 60-50-some to 50 some kind of a game between the Buckeyes and Wolverines? Damn, it could be, but maybe not. Maybe like a 35-20-some to 20 some game or... 30 to 30 some game where the winner comes out barely maybe by like three or by four points I'll ask you this before we move over to the west because I do want to touch the west before we get on to the rest of the things we have to talk about Michigan Penn State Ohio State who's winning the east who you got if you had to pick one of them right now if I had to pick one of them right now I go Michigan I, I still go Michigan because uh, you take a look at what they've done this season. They've they've had a very strong season. I, I, I think that uh, some people would say, well, you know, take a look. I mean, take a look. There's only one team right now, when you mm-hmm. look at it, that's a ranked team, and that was Wisconsin, and they beat them 14-7. to The rest of the way, maybe not, but I think that, I think that Ohio State right now with where they are, uh, with their offensive problems that they have had, they didn't have last week, but that they have had, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that Michigan's defense beats Ohio State's offense. Uh, and I, I we, we saw what Ohio State's offense wasn't able to do against Penn State. Mm-hmm. This Penn State team came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, boom, they're hot. Ohio State 
that offensive line that they have, it can be very weak. And I think that Michigan will be able to exploit that. That will be huge. So I'm saying Michigan. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going against the ESPN odds. They have Penn State as the 46% favorite to win the East. But that's only because they have an easy two games and Michigan has to play Ohio State. And if Michigan loses and Penn State wins out, they get in. I'm going Michigan. My next favorite would be Penn State. Then finally, Ohio State. I'm going right I agree. down. The, I agree with that. I'm going right down the list of the odds of who can make it. But before we move on into the Big 12, I do want to touch Wisconsin. And I don't want to give any disrespect to Nebraska, but really Wisconsin controls its own destiny. They play at Purdue, and then they play at home against Minnesota. Two games that the Badgers should be able to win. And I think this is a Badger team that if I'm Michigan, and I'm focusing on Michigan because that's the team that both me and you picked, Michigan's going to get, I think they're going to get beat up in that in that Ohio State game. I think Wisconsin's a dark horse. I think they are. I think they're a dark horse in this conference. Say that one more time. I think they're a dark no, horse. No, 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 go back. You said you think Michigan's going to beat up, going to get beat up? Get beat up. They're going to win. But get beat up. Like it's gonna be a physical okay, game. I, I it's had gonna to, be a dog fight. I had to check and see if you meant that Michigan was going to lose no, that no, game. No, 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 no. They're gonna win the game, but it's gonna be a dog fight. Okay. It's gonna be back and forth lead changes. It's gonna be an emotionally draining game. And then Wisconsin's gonna get them. And Wisconsin could be a dark horse. Wisconsin could walk into the Big Ten title game and possibly that's the team that I think has the best chance to upset Michigan, and I'm saying they have a better chance than Ohio State to do that. Well, here's here's the thing about what I think with that one. I don't think that Michigan actually gets beat up as badly as you think. I think that they are going to, both teams will take a beating. It is going to be a good clash. It's either going to be a huge defensive battle, or it's going to be just a shootout. Bring, the, bring your guns, because it's going one way or another. It's not going to be in the middle. Those games rarely ever are. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Wisconsin will be able to bring enough. Horny Brook won't be able to bring enough, and we will see something similar to the last time out. I I just I I don't want to say that I don't have confidence in Wisconsin, but I don't think that I just don't think that it's there. But then again, Wisconsin has surprised at opportune times for Mm -hmm. them this season and it has been uh, one of those years where all of a sudden boom as John Madden would say and all of a sudden Nebraska's doing well Wisconsin's doing well Penn State comes out of nowhere is doing great that's what's been the Big Ten this season but I I think that it's it's really difficult to put any team up against Michigan and say Michigan loses well and I'm saying dark horse I'm not saying if I'm if they're playing Big Ten title game, I'm picking Michigan, not only because I picked them to go to the college football playoff at the beginning of the year and the midseason and last week, but because I do honestly think that a good Michigan team can beat Wisconsin. But I look at this Wisconsin team, and they beat Iowa. They won a close game against Nebraska. They beat up on the teams they're supposed to. And you look at their two losses, Michigan and Ohio State, 14 to 7 against Minnesota, or against Michigan, pardon me, and then a 
thirty to twenty three overtime loss to Ohio State. They were in those games. Those were very close games. Those were those the Michigan one especially that defensive battle that we talk about for the Big Ten. And I think taking that game, putting it on the championship for the Big Ten, I think Wisconsin could be a I'm the highest I'm gonna call them is a quality dark horse. Do I think they'll beat Michigan? No. The most interesting thing that I think that might happen, and I'm only saying this because there's a possibility, is what happens college football playoff-wise if we get a Wisconsin-Penn State Big Ten title game. Do Then at that point, do we see like, oh, well, you know what, maybe a different conference can sneak in or two teams from another conference sneak in over that one because maybe the Penn State or Wisconsin isn't as strong as a Michigan would be. You know, I, I don't know about that. I think that uh, I think that someone would rather do, does it matter the team? Does it matter the conference? Because would someone rather have a Big 10 team knowing what kind of quality they have as opposed to a Big 12 knowing what kind of quality they have? Mm-hmm. Two completely different conferences that bring two completely different styles. Does committee then look, oh, well, we won this team. They're from this conference. It may be better than eh, Big 12. They really haven't made a whole lot of noise this year. Nah, brush them to the side. Does it Does it matter more conference? Does it matter more team? Does conference not matter? Does I'm, What flavor of the week is it this week with the committee? And that's all it is. I think when we do get to the end, the big thing that's going to be the barometer is – do you have a college champion or do you have a conference championship? And then they'll go based off of strength of schedule and who'd you beat and that stuff. But really it's winning the conference championship. But I want to get into the big 12, but before we do, I want to ask everyone out there listening on either YouTube or blog talk radio, let us know down below what you guys think about the big 10, either the East or the West. What do you guys have? What are you guys thinking? What's going through your noggins and your noodles? Let us know down in the comment section. But you brought up the Big 12. Let's get into it. This is a conference that, I mean, I'm going to go based off of your question. Big 10 or Big 12. Right now, the only shot that the Big 12 has of making the college football playoff is if Oklahoma goes undefeated in their conference. Because I think that... That's going to be inter- that's going to be interesting if it happens because you look at look at either Louisville or Clemson. Those are the top two teams of the ACC. That's why I'm throwing those out. If Clemson wins out, they have one conference loss. Louisville already has one conference loss. They're done with conference play. And then you look at the Big Ten. Big Ten's going to have a team with a conference loss, maybe even two conference losses if a Wisconsin wins out. Then you look at the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is interesting because Washington State right now, they don't have a conference loss. we got to see what happens with them, but odds are Washington will beat Washington State and we'll have a team with a one loss in the conference section. That means the only two teams, because Alabama's not going to lose, I'm sorry, there's going to be two teams with undefeated conference records. That, I think, might play into it. If you're looking a Big Ten, Big 12, I'll ask you, Brandon, 
Does that matter to you? This team went undefeated in their conference. This team did not. Again, it's 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 not up to us. It's it's not up to us whether that's important or not. And I think that uh, I mean, look at how it's look at how it's played out so far. Okay, so in the first week where the top four, I mean, every team was released. The top twenty-five, mm-hmm. but the top four teams were released of who's who are who would be the teams that the season ended then two weeks ago. Who were going to be the four playoff teams? And they went Alabama, they went Clemson, they went Michigan, and they went a all those first three teams undefeated. Yep. The fourth one, they went A and M, Texas A and M, who had a loss. Mm-hmm. They did not go with Washington, the other undefeated team that had been playing well. And they don't. Un, and who was undefeated. and who was undefeated? They do not go Washington. A and M then loses again. Gives them two losses. So then last week's rankings come out. The top four teams. Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, and oh, we'll throw Washington in now. They don't put Washington in the week before. They put them in after and say, oh, sorry, we probably should have done this last week. Mm -hmm. But you just don't know where their mind is. You don't know where their mind is. And that would have put two teams from the same conference in. Alabama, Texas A&M, if the season had ended two weeks ago. Yeah. Ricky, I cannot tell you. I don't know. I would think that the team that has no losses within their conference and wins their conference mm-hmm. is the team that's going to have more weight and hold more water because than it's, the oh, team that has one that loss conference. in your conference. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to hold enough water with this committee. You never know. But I do think that if Oklahoma wins out, wins these last two games against West Virginia and Oklahoma State, which I don't think they will, they'll beat West Virginia, but I don't know if they'll get past Oklahoma State. But if they do... I would sit here on this show and say Oklahoma deserves to be in the college football playoff. When weeks ago you could go back and find me saying the Big 12 is crap, I say that probably every week, and that Oklahoma will not find themselves there, and they should not. Well, those tides are turning. Oklahoma, if they can win out, I think they deserve a spot there. If I am the Big 12 conference, like in general, like the commissioners and stuff— I know you're not supposed to root for a team when you're supposed to be in the middle, but I'm rooting for Oklahoma if I am a supporter of the Big 12 because you want to see your conference in the playoff, and the only way you're going to see your conference in that playoff is if Oklahoma wins out. If Oklahoma loses one game, they're not going to be in, and it's all going to be because of what I said in the Big Ten segment. It's all going to come down to conference championships. And if Oklahoma loses one game, one game, they're in a three-way tie. They're in a three-way tie with Oklahoma and West Virginia. They won't be on top because one of those teams would have beaten them and would have had the tiebreaker over them. So if I'm rooting for the Big 12, you've got to say, hey, you know what, I am rooting for Oklahoma to win out. The main thing that will be interesting 
with the committee looking forward. Let's say at the end of the year, and I'm just looking Big Ten, Big 12, because that's what you mentioned earlier. Let's say for the sake of argument, Michigan wins out and Michigan gets in. They win their last two. They win against Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game. They're the conference champion. Let's say Oklahoma wins out. They're a conference champion. What will be interesting is if, let's say, the committee looks at their schedules and goes, okay, Michigan, your ranked opponents, you beat a number eight Wisconsin team by seven points, 14 to seven, and then you beat an Ohio State team. Now they would have to beat Wisconsin again, so that would be three ranked teams that they would have beaten. However, all of those teams, top 10 teams. Because let's be honest, Wisconsin, if they get to the Big Ten Tongan, they're going to be a top 10 team. Ohio State, probably going to be a top four team by the time Michigan plays them in that last week. However, Oklahoma, yeah, you lose the number three Ohio State. Yeah, you lose number 15 Houston. But 21 TCU, you beat them. 16 West Virginia, you beat them. Oklahoma State, 13 you beat them. Yes, it's a lower number, but I wonder if they would say you beat more ranked teams and you beat them more convincingly, so we're going to put you in. Well, let me ask you this. Is Oklahoma's ranking right now, are they too low to be able to come back? They're at 11. They need to try and jump to four. They need to try and jump seven spots in just a couple weeks. Can they do that? See, that's the interesting question because... It all goes back to the broken record of what I keep saying of conference championships are going to mean everything. Right now, with no conference championships on the table, fuck no, they're not going to be able to get that high. I mean, you've got, just looking from last week, even with losses, Clemson, Michigan, and Wisconsin are ahead of you. With Alabama, that makes four teams. I'd put Ohio State ahead of them, Louisville ahead of them, Wisconsin ahead of them. That means you could get to maybe eight. And that's me not even putting Penn State ahead of you. The thing that's going to propel this Oklahoma team to maybe a top four is a conference championship. And that's what needs to happen. However, if I'm an Oklahoma fan, I am also, like, on top of your Sooner Red that you guys have, I'm going out and I'm buying a uh, Washington State Cougar shirt, and I'm rooting for them. Because if they can go undefeated win their side of the Pac-12, make sure uh, Washington not only has two losses but doesn't even get a share of that Pac-12 title, then that can help them even more. So I think that with the Big 12 kind of answer the overall question that we have and to answer yours, the shot is alive, like dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance, but there's still some more dominoes that need to fall into place. Last weekend helped but there are still a little bit more dominoes that need to tip over before we can say Big 12 playoff hopes officially alive. Well, to be honest, there's a lot of dominoes to fall for a lot of people. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's dominoes to fall for Penn State to be able to make it. There's dominoes to fall for Mm -hmm. Ohio State to try and be able to make it. Louisville. Louisville. I mean, there are... There are a lot of things in play right now from a week ago where it was so... Well, if this happened or if this happened, then maybe. But now it's like, oh, my gosh. Okay, well, if this happened and this happened, then that could be good for this one. And if this happened and this happened, this person's in and that person's in. If this, all of a sudden, we have college football like everyone loves it. 
College football needed this to happen. Yeah. They needed this. And the one thing I'm going to do before we move in, because I have a question, but I want to save it for the next segment that we have. Before we move on, is there anything from the Big 12 that you think we didn't hit? I'm going to say that. Yes, every other team. <laughs> every other team. Well, I mean, really, it's Oklahoma or bust for the Big 12. My question for you, Big Big 12 has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Texas, Charlie Strong, gone at the end of the year. No, he's going to stay. I hope he stays. I okay. mean, he, he's won some games. He's been in some games. Almost beat West Virginia this week. Don't get rid of him. Let him have one more year. I like Charlie Strong. I think he can do a good job, especially. Let him build off of the young quarterback moving forward. But you guys know the drill. This is where you guys let us know down below what you guys are thinking about the Big 12, about anything we talked about in this segment of the podcast. But we're going to move on and basically – Finish up this podcast talking about every other team that we uh, have yet to mention for this college football playoff race. And before we get into the other teams and who can win out the rest of the way, Brandon, I got a question for you. And I was thinking about this earlier, and I want to get your thoughts on it. After seeing a week like we had last week, are you a are you a guy who says? Four playoff teams is perfect, or do we need to reopen a discussion to say, like what happened last week is exactly why we need eight playoff teams in college football? You know, I, I think that I, I'm definitely open to expansion. I, I, I have been. I, I have been since it started. Uh, since we got rid of the BCS and and now we're going to a four playoff a four team playoff system. Mm-hmm. I, I think from the beginning I, I wanted to see some more teams and even if we could do something in the middle where we go six. I mean everyone said four teams or eight teams. Can we go six can we go six teams? Well the thing with the six is number one and number two would then get a bye. That would that's what would need to happen. I mean, does it matter? I mean, seriously, does it does it matter? Because I I think that if if they if they would be willing to expand and they say we'll we'll give you six, and the top two teams have a buy, are you gonna go? Mm-mm, no, we don't want that. We'll just leave it at four. I I think that you would want to add. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's something to add, but then but then of course I think you'd probably be getting away from. From what you have right now, it would be something completely different. And then if you expanded to eight, you would change it again to something com- not completely different, but back to where it was at four, but you just have eight teams. So that can get confusing. But I, I, I think that there, there needs to be some some expansion with it because look at, look at the amount of good teams we've got. And it's so hard to get four teams in there and not discount a good team that still deserves to be there. I mean, it's really difficult. It's very difficult, and I, and I don't want every every time you're going to see a team get get uh, get left out, get you're snubbed, go, you, you get snubbed. I almost said snagged, but I knew that wasn't <laughs> right, so I didn't say it. You're going to see a team get left out. You you always do. Mm-hmm. You, you see it. You see it at uh, award ceremonies. Oh well, college basketball well, all well, the time. Well, this movie won. Well, this movie was really freaking good too. Or. Uh, March Madness. A, 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 a number of times with March Madness. So why didn't why didn't this team get in? They should have totally gotten in. Just wait until we get to blind resume time, Brandon. I mean, it's you're never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get in every good team. But I think that if you allow for 
a system where you can try and fit in as many good teams as possible, then at least you can assure, almost assure, that you're going to have representation from all of the Power 5 conferences. And some people would say, no, no, absolutely not. That's like giving them a participation award just because they're a Power 5. And people would argue they're not that good. We shouldn't give it to them. But you're going to give it to them because you want to be able to represent all of the conferences. That's what would end up happening at some point. Uh, But I think that right now the system is okay. Mm -hmm. But I do think that after two years of this and then seeing exactly what the committee comes out with this year, then I think it kind of takes a little bit off the committee. Well, and like I said, I was thinking about this today because I was was thinking about the same thing you said. Man, do we have got... A lot of teams. Like, just looking at the playoff picture right now, Alabama, Ohio State, Louisville, Michigan, Clemson, Wisconsin, Washington, Oklahoma, Penn State. That's nine teams that everyone would say, yeah, those are playoff teams. I'd be happy if those teams were in the playoffs. Here's the thing, though, that I started to think about and why I am kind of, at the moment, against going to eight teams after what we saw last week. We wouldn't have this drama. We would not have this drama. We would not have this discussion because you look outside of eight. West Virginia, is everyone is anyone fighting for them to get into a playoff? Like the teams that we would be talking about to get into that eight spot, West Virginia, Utah, Colorado, Oklahoma State, West Western Michigan. And it would become more of a conversation of we're talking more about two lost teams then we are talking about one-loss teams and the teams at the top. I think it might get a little bit too diluted. I think last week added a little bit of fire to this four-playoff system. And right now, like, would I be opposed to a six? Probably not because it's less than eight and you're not diluting it. I just feel like right now it's one of those things where supply and demand. We've got four spots. Yet we could talk about nine teams that could possibly get into those four spots. I love that. Maybe it's because we do what we do and we sit here and we podcast and we talk about these teams and we look at the storylines. I think those storylines wouldn't be as impactful if we had eight teams. It would more be like, well, here's our playoff. What do you think, Brandon? Oh, that's a pretty good playoff, Ricky. What do you think? I think it's good. Instead of, oh, but Michigan, this is what they're doing. They got this to play and that to play. It wouldn't be the same. The only thing it would open up, and this is what I think is a positive, it might open up shots. An an 18 playoff might open up shots for like an undefeated Western Michigan team to maybe get in with that eighth spot. Maybe. That's what it could do. Would it? Probably not. We'd probably pick the Power 5 teams. But... That's a team I kind of want to mention in this. Western Michigan. We don't give them any love. They play in the MAC. Who the fuck cares? But this is a team that I'll ask you, Brandon, before we get to everyone else. An undefeated, let's say they do go undefeated, win the MAC. How high do you see this Bronco team being rated in the college football playoff at the end of the year? I could probably see them around if if they go if they go on they win them all mm-hmm. eh, around thirteen. 
<laughs> so they don't even crack the top 10? No. You don't think at no, all? No, come on. They don't crack the top 10 at all? Where are they at right now? They are with last, right now, if I'm looking at the playoff standings, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They're 14 on the playoff picture that ESPN has. Yeah, they're probably around 13 or 12. <laughs> and it all has to do with what conference they play in. But they're a team where I'm like, man, I would love to be able to say, woo, undefeated Western Michigan, put them in the playoff. But let's look at the real teams. I mean, we talked about Michigan, talked about Penn State, the Big Ten, the Big 12. I'll let you answer first like I usually let you do because I'm so kind and grateful. That's- um, and grateful. I don't know if that word works here, but sure. I'm going to say besides Alabama, because I think that's the easy answer to this question, who is the best shot of finishing undefeated from this point on in the college football season, regular season-wise, not college football playoff? From now to conference championship week, who is the best chance to finish out undefeated? Well, out of... Out of which teams? Out of teams right now in the playoff, or Any out team. of teams like, in the be, top six? You could say or... a Clemson. You could say a. What, let's 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 go with the teams that are in the playoff picture that we think will be in to win out the rest of the season. Who's got the best shot? Who do you see like man? That's my team that's gonna win out and has a great shot at the playoff because of it. Uh, well, I. <sighs> You know, I'm not sure. I'm going to go with Louisville. I, I'll throw I, that out. I was going to say them, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Houston will will give them a scare. Is it the same Houston team that we've seen? I think Houston's fallen off a bit. Houston could play like Virginia, and that could give Louisville some trouble. Because Virginia True. gave Louisville <laughs> some trouble. Wake Forest was up 12 to whatever, or 12 to nothing. And lost 44 and then, to 12. Yeah. But, but I do I, 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 was I was totally going to say Louisville, mm-hmm. but I can't. I can't say them. I cannot say them because I do not think that that's true. I, I think that they will be tested by. I think they will. I think they will definitely be tested by by Houston. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's the team. Here's the team that I'm going to go with. Since, Is this the for realsy one? Since you took away my Alabama. Sorry, Sean. You listening? I'm going to go with the Washington Huskies. Really? I'm going to go with the Washington Huskies. I am. You know a funny thing about Washington this no. week? What's funny? We Every week, me, you, um, Mark, and Sean submit our top 25. Guess who had Washington ranked the highest? Who? You. Did I? You had Washington ranked. Like, and I told Sean this, and he's like, really? Swanee had him ranked the highest? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you had him ranked the lowest, Sean. So he was lower on his team than you, somebody who you and Sean going back and forth in our uh, text messages to each other about this Washington team, and then you end up being higher on them than he was. Yeah, where did I throw him? At five? Yeah, you had him at five, and then Sean had him at seven along with myself. I can't remember where Mark had him, but I know that you had him the highest. But that Washington pick isn't that Bold of a pick. I mean, the big game for them, well, they've got two left. They've got the Washington State game, which is going to be huge. They'll get past Arizona State, let's be honest. I'd like to think so. But the Washington State game's huge because it's a ranked team and it's on the road. And then they got to play the 
Pac-12 title game again, which at this point, we don't really know who's that is going to be against because right now, if you look at the standings, Colorado stands large and in charge, but who's creeping around there right behind them with two losses, Utah and USC. So it could end up being a thing and Colorado's got to play Washington State and Utah. So let's be honest. It's probably going to be either USC or Utah that meets Washington again. They could lose in that one. That's the one they could lose. I take it back. It kind of is a bold pick to say they'll win out because they're going to have two really good games to play late in that season. Well, to be honest with you, I could not find a team. There wasn't a team that I was looking at where I was going, yeah, this is going to be real simple for you. And then when you had to count the the uh, the conference tournament, mm-hmm. or the conference tournament, the conference championship yep. game. Excuse me, I'm, I'm thinking basketball, but that there there weren't any teams. I wanted to pl- I, I wanted to take Louisville. I wanted to take Louisville, but I see the f- the next game up is Houston is the Houston Cougars, and if we get the Houston Cougar team that we saw at the beginning of the season, the middle of the season, mm-hmm. as as opposed to the one that we're seeing right now. Louisville could be in some real trouble. Well, it's kind of pick your poison, because I'm going to go down to the list. Besides Alabama, Ohio State, yeah, they get Michigan. Then if they win, they probably get Wisconsin. Two tough teams. Louisville, like you said, they get Houston, then they get Kentucky. Michigan, same thing as Ohio State. You get Ohio State, then you possibly get Wisconsin. Oh, and by the way, they have Indiana, a team that we said not to overlook. Clemson? Yeah, you've got a pretty simple regular season schedule, but then you're probably playing either North Carolina or Virginia Tech in that ACC title game. That's where your kind of big question comes. Wisconsin, you got to play pick your poison with Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio State in that Big Ten title game. Washington, like we said, they have the two tough games in Washington State and probably Utah and USC to end the season. And then Oklahoma, you got to play... West Virginia and Oklahoma State. So, to me, no one is safe. No one is safe. But if I'm going to put my money on a team to win out, I'm going with Louisville only because they don't have to play a title game. They don't have to play a conference title game. And I know you're probably sitting there going, well, Ricky, that kind of hurts them. But does it? If they can win out, Clemson loses in that ACC title game, Louisville could be sitting there on the right side saying, hey, I know that we didn't win the ACC title, but we're better than those uh, that Yatsu won in either Virginia Tech or North Carolina because neither of those teams are going to be able to get ranked high enough to oversee Louisville. That's why I would pick Louisville. The Big Ten, I don't think you can pick any of those because they're going to beat each other up. And by beat each other up, I mean Michigan and Ohio State. And then whoever gets to play Wisconsin – in that title game, this is going to be a good finish. This is going to be a great finish to the rest of the season here in college football. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a really fun ride. And uh, before we wrap everything up, uh, this is where we uh, turn it over to Swanee for Swanee's final thoughts. Well, thanks, Ricky. And, you know, I wanted to keep it football-related, but take it to the NFL on this one. So we just find out today that the Bears 
Alshon Jeffrey suspended four games for PEDs. And and this is something that I think is absolutely terrible. I think this is absolutely terrible. I don't think that Alshon Jeffrey actually is using PEDs. Reason being, aren't PEDs supposed to make you better? There is nothing good about Alshon Jeffrey or the Chicago stinking Bears. I don't think he's using any PEDs. He, the, the test is wrong because he's supposed to be good. He's awful. The Bears, awful. Sorry, I'm sure you've already or will hear something from Mike Rankin about this as well. But the Chicago Bears are just really pathetic. It has been sad watching the Chicago Bears attempt to play football. They throw a 50-yard Hail Mary to end the half, and somehow Meredith makes the catch for a touchdown. They didn't score again. The Chicago Bears don't even deserve to have the second pick in the draft next year because they'll squander it away on probably a lousy holder. Or a kicker. Which I'm sure we need both, but... (laughs) The Chicago Bears need to get it turned around. This is a franchise that has been so great in the past. That has really prided itself on great defense. Great defensive guys. And unfortunately, we're not seeing anything defensively. We're not seeing anything offensively. And the good defensive guys that we have are hurt or are faking hurt because they hate it so much. And that's that. You know who had the best tweet about the suspension? Our own Mark Weber. There's what he said. I don't know if you saw it, Brian. He said, I hear Elshon Jeffrey uh, is really upset over this suspension. He was hoping it'd be for the remainder of the season. And that was Mark's thoughts on the suspension. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in for another week of the Primetime Podcast. Let us know down below what you think about anything we talked about today, and especially Swanee's final thoughts. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, thank you for listening. Hit that follow button. If you're on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button. And also, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. That's where you can support the podcast more and other than hitting that like and subscribe button and that follow button. Thank you guys one last time. I'm going to do it over and over and over. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.